Welcome to another episode of Brick House. I'm Bob Johnson. And I'm Matt Baker. If you want to find the podcast, you can find us at Brick House Pod. I'm at Hey, it's Matt Baker. You can email What's the email again? Uh, you can email us through the website. Oh, yeah, through the website, BrickHousePodcast.com. <laughs> I had one job to do. <laughs> oh, anyway. this, is a, this is our favorite time of the year. Yeah, that's why I was too distracted. The football season is over. The NBA trade deadline has just passed. The Cleveland Cavaliers took the most distracting guys uh, on their team and traded them for four Boy Scouts. <laughs> We're going to break it all down. But just before the trade deadline, man, there was a lot of drama brewing. Apparently, LeBron James cussed out at least two executives in a recent team meeting. Wow. And that the Cavs were currently not talking to him about front office decisions. I was expecting maybe LeBron James take a naked meeting with Dan Gilbert. <laughs> you know, earlier in the season, the, the Cavaliers were having problems, and LeBron James reportedly went straight from the shower into Ty Lue's office. Yeah. You know, no time to put on underwear when, when your team is the, losing. The future of the Cavs is at stake, Bob. <laughs> I was surprised that this didn't turn into something worse. Ty Lue got sick during the Cavs' loss to the Orlando Magic last week. Right. The Cavs were up 21 points at halftime. Then what happened? Ty Lue left and spent the second half in the locker room mm -hmm. with dealing with his sickness. The Cavs scored nine points in the fourth quarter and ended up losing to the Magic team. Apparently, after the game, the entire Cavs' coaching staff was outside the locker room with Lue while the players were inside. I... I think maybe right before Isaiah Thomas got traded, he had started bringing a thermometer into the locker room. Just in case anyone was sick, he wanted to really make sure. <laughs> yeah, that's true. No one's safe on his watch. A more fun right before the trade deadline, the Warriors played the Thunder, and the Thunder beat him again. Bad. Right, yeah, they did. 20-point win. Before the game, a reporter asked... Russell Westbrook, a question they ask him every time he plays against Kevin Durant. Oh, yeah? Are you friends? What's your approach to oh. the to the Warriors game? And Russ, he didn't even answer. He, he instead asked a question with his answer. He said, what's my answer? And the reporter said, uh, probably just yes. And Russ said, no, no, no. What's my answer? How do I approach it? What's my answer? And the reporter's like, you play every game the same way, <laughs> and then Russell Westbrook just walked away. <laughs> oh, that's so good. They're and not the only team with drama, though, Matt. The Washington Wizards. Did you hear about Marcin Gortat's tweet? I No. This somehow escaped me. Yeah, so the, the Wizards were on a four-game winning streak since John Wall went down with, a, with an injury, mm -hmm. and Gortat tweeted out something forget what exactly it was. It was just like, great team win. Team in quotes. Oh, yeah. And John Wall retweeted it. It just like, LOL, like Gortat gets the most spoon-fed baskets of anybody on the team. Drama playing out right before our very eyes in the NBA. This is, this is what we live for, February basketball. Right. Right around the trade deadline is, is when the lines really start to blur as to how the rules work in the NBA. Yeah. You uh you got a new segment actually that uh that addresses just this. I think this is a very fun segment, Bob. It's called How Is This Not Tampering? Yes, I love it. I love it. 
I'm going to give you a scenario here, and you have to tell me. Okay. How is this not tampering? I'm ready. Adrian Wojnarowski, noted NBA inside man, says that Joe Johnson has committed to sign with Houston after his buyout with Sacramento. Bob, how is this not tampering? <laughs> it's uh, It's got some, some, some sticky fingerprints all yeah. over it, I, I got to say. But, you know, I really... I looked up the definition of tampering okay. to, to make sure that, that we had some clear understanding. Basically, the NBA has this policy where they are tampering all the time. The only thing is the NBA doesn't investigate it or really police it often. Not all cases, but right. usually don't do anything unless the team complains. Okay, so... so- in this case, Sacramento would have to say, hey, Houston's jumping in on our guy. Yeah, we're trying to keep Joe Johnson. We're not excited about getting out from his contract for less than we offered him seven months ago. Okay, so... so that's that's how, technically. So I mean, it is tampering, but it's like when a tree falls in the woods and no one is around to hear it. You yeah, know? <laughs> a tree falls in the wood and no one complains to the league office. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. okay, so, that, so there, it's basically... A twofold process of tampering. Tampering has to happen, and it has to be reported as such. Yeah, you're you're talking. You're trying to influence a player, coach, or GM who is under contract with another team. Okay, so that so that would make sense why Sacramento wouldn't care. Maybe he committed 48 hours before he's officially no longer a Sacramento King, but they condone this action. Okay, so that that helps. It's still tampering, especially because Joe Johnson's agent has probably been talking to Daryl Morey since before Christmas. Right. You know, let's let's not split hairs. Yeah, he's been getting getting an idea of where what the buyout market's going to look like. Right. Well, one example of tampering that just went down this past week that even the player and the team in question were confused by. The Los Angeles Lakers were fined $50,000 for violating the league's anti-tampering rule because Magic Johnson was asked about the Greek freak and how, you know, how his game is similar to when Magic Johnson was a player. Mm -hmm. And he says, he's an amazing player. He's great. I think one day he's going to bring a championship to Milwaukee. How nice of him. Yeah. It's, it's very nice. Not only did the Bucks not complain about this, their social media retweeted it as a compliment. Okay. Right? Even Greek Freak is like, well, that was a compliment. I don't understand how that's tampering. But everyone knows that the Lakers are gearing up to, they just cleared cap space to sign two max free agents. Obviously, Greek Freak's not going to be a free agent, but maybe the league is just trying to pretend like, oh, we're, we're trying to police the Lakers, mm -hmm. you know, knowing what's going on behind the scenes and how a lot of teams are going to be mad probably a few months from now. Right. So you, basically it's your way of, Oh yeah, don't worry. We got this under control, and really, they don't have it have it under control. But I think the Lakers will adapt. Just this past week, Matt, I'll ask you: Is this tampering okay. or not tampering? <laughs> the Oklahoma City Thunder, after beating the Warriors by twenty points, went and played the Lakers and lost. Right? Oh, okay. But uh, Paul George played, and Russell Westbrook didn't play. A few Thunder players. I don't think Carmelo played. Right. This wasn't Magic saying it, but during the game. When Paul George first, when he was announced in the Staples Center, got a huge ovation from oh, the Lakers wow. fans. Uh -oh. And at some point during the game, the Lakers fans started a We Want Paul chant. 
Oh, that, wow. Is that tampering oh, or not tampering? I think this would be an interesting issue for Adam Silver to put like a pay stations on the way out when you pay for your parking ticket. <laughs> so every fan, unfortunately, now owes two and a half dollars to the uh, to the league office for these tampering. So in order to exit the stadium, you have to pay your two and a half dollars for being complicit in these tampering charges. So after the game, Paul George was asked about... Don't do not do it, Paul. It's a trap. <laughs> he was asked you know, how he's doing. He said that he's happy in, in Oklahoma City. He's happy where he is. But he also said, I don't know whether I'm going to L.A. or what I'm going to do this offseason, but I can say I'm happy about being here. I'm happy with playing with Russ, happy playing with Melo in this organization. So he said he's yeah. happy in OKC, but he's not sure if he's going to L.A. or what's going to happen. He he should have said, uh, yeah, I will be going to L.A. at least once over the summer just to hang out. And then he could have given a wink and a nod. Right. They're playing a lot better, so they're starting to kind of figure it out. So it, I saw that. I saw that. They won 12 of their past 17. Mm-hmm. Not, now, yeah, not the, since they got Isaiah Thomas, though. 0-1. Yeah. The anti-tank. They have no reason to tank, right? Because they don't yeah. have a pick. So Speaking of the Lakers, uh, LeVar Ball announced this week he's got a new business venture matt that will catapult him to the billionaire status he so desperately seeks have you heard about this well i've heard he wants to be a billionaire big baller brand is starting a water oh they water yes they're bringing lithuania's very fine water over (laughs) to america you could buy meat in the parking lot and now you can buy lithuanian water yeah anywhere you buy big baller brand apparel it's uh, nowhere it's full of cigarette butts and stuff, but it's <laughs> it uh, strong. It's proper Lithuanian water. Yeah, LeVar Ball said, quote, Wow, this mineral is stronger than anyone else. What player, NBA player, advertises water? Nothing. Nobody. Except, you know, Steph Curry advertises for Brita water filters. Yeah. <laughs> There's vitamin water, I'm sure. Nobody in the history of water has advertised for water. Bar said people will feel they become big ballers when they drink this water. This will give the water a reputation. Why doesn't he just go all out and claim that he was actually Noah on the ark and this is <laughs> flo- this is magical flood water that he collected and has brought with him into the future? More ball capitalism going on next week. Lonzo's releasing his first album, Matt. Born Great. to Ball. Great. LeVar Ball is on the cover. Is he real? The album art is a picture of of little Lonzo, must be three, four years old, and uh, Father LeVar. The album's called Born to Ball. Here's the track list, Matt. Okay. It's it's been released. The first song, it's called LeVar. Okay. The second song, Zoe 2. Zoe 2. Third song, BBB. He's got a lot of tracks on here. I'll keep going through them. Get Off, Super Scion, which I think is a single that's already been released. Mm-hmm. Grind Mode. Putting in Work, which is probably like the B-sides of Grind Mode. <laughs> Bring It Home. Living Lavish. Look at My Life. Money Talks. Gotta Get It. Average Joes, which I don't know how that you know works with the Living Lavish Money Talks. It's just him going, ha, 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 you gotta, ha. You gotta listen the to the album. The whole time, yeah. Uh, the last four tracks, check, day ones, what is you doing? I'm excited about that one, <laughs> personally. And last track, freestyle. Do you think that is, in fact, a freestyle, Bob? Freestyle, I, I should hope.
I'm looking at the cover here, and it's Lil Lonzo with Young LeVar. Old Papa Bear. Let's talk about the big news, Matt. Obviously, the trade deadline just passed. There were some major trades, mostly centered around the Cleveland Cavaliers, which is where all the drama Mm -hmm. of the NBA and and mostly Brickhouse centers. So basically, when I was looking at the six players that left the Cleveland Cavaliers and the four players, possibly fifth player, that is going to be added to the roster, I couldn't help but think, wow, those are like probably the most distracting guys on the team, (laughs) you know, with a few exceptions. Mm -hmm. And they were traded for guys who mostly have a history of not being people who are going to rock the boat. More like cookie cutter, boy scout, good character, high moral, whatever. All that uh, cliche stuff. So this week on Brickhouse, we're going to rank the most distracting to the team members of the Cleveland Cavaliers pre-trade deadline. Mm -hmm. So who detracts the most from the team? And then... After we're going to rank who is the most boring of their new their new hires team members, yeah. so we'll break it down here. I think there's a there's a few honorable mentions. Those are the Brooklyn Nets 2018 draft pick. That's very distracting. It's it's distracting. Yeah. You don't know where it's going to land. It's somewhere between one and eight. Yeah. Uh, also, Ty Lue. Mm-hmm. Ty Lue has been called out by Isaiah Thomas, among other players, is not making the right adjustments. Right. At one point, a ring fell out of his mouth in the middle of a game on the sidelines. It's very distracting. What? Weird. No explanation. You yeah. didn't see that? Okay. And, of course, Dan Gilbert. Oh, he's the master distractor. I think he's probably, of, of all the non-players, uh, most guilty of, of causing distractions on the on the Cavs team. And he may also be some sort of evil elf. Okay. Uh, I'm convinced. Yeah. But as far as the players on the rosters go, let's break it down. Pre-trade. Pre-trade. Okay. Pre-trade. So very last are two players, actually. They're both of the Cavaliers players who are on the two-way deals in the G League. Okay. London Perantis and John Holland. Yes. You can't be much of a distraction to the team if even your teammates don't know you're on the team, right? I can't say I know much about him, but I would say probably the most distracting thing about him is his first name is named London. Right. Not enough to really crack the top 15. I always want to call him Logan. I did once because I I don't know why I keep wanting to call him Logan. Yeah, I wanted to call John Holland John Hammond, uh, the, uh, the creator of Jurassic Park. Oh, yeah. But otherwise. John, isn't that John Grisham? No, that's the uh, author of The Firm. Okay. (laughs) John Hammond is a fictional character in the Michael Crichton story. Oh, Michael Crichton. There you go. All right. Not distracting at all is is basically what it comes down to. The 15th most distracting to the team player, Seti Osman. Okay. Not at all distracting. Got to admit, until this trade deadline, I thought that he was actually Sasha Khan. His first name is actually Jetty. I think it's pronounced. That was that was the, what I thought is the most distracting part about him. How and, do you pronounce his name? Jetty? I think it's Jetty Osman. Yeah. It's spelled with a C, but it's pronounced like a J. Yeah. I was wondering if it rhymes with Jedi, you know. Oh, nice. Or if it rhymes more like SETI. You know, SETI is the, uh, the government base that's the search for extraterrestrial intelligence. Mm-hmm. So... Okay, well, wildly distracting. I was gonna say, does this move him up a little bit in the distracting? Bottom line, not that distracting. Yeah. Continuing the countdown, 
once we get into about the top ten, they're all distracting. But the bottom five, Jose Calderon. I was gonna, okay, yeah, that's this is kind of going. Is that where you were going? A next? little bit. I, yeah, I had another guy in mind, but I like Calderon. He was in competition for least distracting player, actually, on, on my list. He spent the season backing up a completely washed Derrick Rose and then what looked like equally washed Isaiah Thomas and never complained once. And mm-hmm. everybody on this team complained. He's old and he knows how to just stay out of the way, keep his head down. Hey, he didn't get traded. Yeah, he. what is he making this year? He's making a couple million dollars just to hang out and maybe win a ring, potentially, but probably not really. The number 13 most distracting player on the Cleveland Cavaliers roster prior to the trade deal, Antti Zizic. Oh, yeah, Zizic, yeah. It's kind of distracting that he's the only guy left on the team from the Kyrie Irving trade. Sure, <laughs> yeah. And he also is the unknown, so that's a little... You're always wondering what's going on with the unknown. Right. He was named the 2015-2016 uh, Adriatic Basketball Association's top prospect, which has produced some actual good players. I was just about to ask if I was going to look that up, but you... Nikola Jokic, Nikola Pekovic, Nikola... No, only two oh, Nikolas. Yeah. And Yusuf Nurkic. Oh, wow. So all three of those guys played in the Adriatic League before the NBA. Danny Ainge, actually, I saw a tweet from Danny Ainge that was right after the Kyrie Irving trade. It was kind of a, a diss at, at Zizic. He wrote, This has been a roller coaster of a day for us, trading away Isaiah and Jay and Auntie, especially Isaiah and Jay. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> Whoops. No, no love for the Adriatic National Basketball Association or whatever it is. Can I venture a guess on who, who the next one is? Please. One Kyle Corver. It is though. Kyle Corver. Good. This was, this was who was in the running for my least distracting player because he just seems like a guy who's just happy to be there. I gave him some distracting points because he's still rocking the Justin Bieber, Ashton Kutcher oh, dude, okay. and he's Fair almost enough. thirty-seven years old. Yeah. Oh, and actually, even more distracting than that, I'm not sure if you and our listeners are aware, Kyle Corver has only a one tattoo. However, it is a giant American eagle that like stretches from his rib cage across his entire abdomen. Let the eagle soar, Bob. <laughs> oh, I thought maybe the the most distracting part about Kyle Korver is when LeBron James calls him Mike Miller in front of his uh, Cleveland Cavaliers teammates. <laughs> that might be kind of weird. Yeah, I also think he's probably distracting because some of they still don't re- know if they're going to get punked. In the end of this oh, whole thing. yeah. Ashton Kutcher. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They don't know if they're going to be on the ranch. Yeah. The number 11 most distracting player. I, I got to admit, I got all the way to number three on this list before I realized, oh, I forgot Jeff Green is on the team. Oh, sure. Pretty easy to forget. It was pretty distracting when the Cavs' off-season plans to, like, you know, try and combat the Warriors after getting their butt kicked by them last year was signing Jeff Green. Signing uh, soon-to-be all-star for the first time <laughs> in his career, Jeff Green. Anyways, can't be that distracting when uh, you're, you're forgotten. How did Jeff Green not go back to the Clippers in a DeAndre Jordan deal? Doc Rivers, man. They took the power out of his hands. That's how. Before we cover our top 10 yeah. most distracting to the team Cleveland Cavaliers players, we're going to do a quick word from our sponsors. 
And now, the top 10 most distracting to the team. Okay, can I venture a guess? Please. This is tough when I was looking through this roster and trying to figure out who would be distracting. There's a good case for about everybody else on this the list. The top 10 is really where it heats up. I have it between two guys, and I think I'm going to go with Channing Fry. Channing Fry got a couple spots ahead. Okay. But right now, at top 10, I put Jay Crowder. Oh, Crowder, okay. His baby mama was Derek Rose's high school girlfriend. Oh, yes. Learned, right. learned that forget. during the Kyrie Irving trade. His rapidly declining level of play was distracting, but there's four guys ahead of him on this list who got worse faster. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so that, that keeps him all the way up at 10. Okay. I kind of wonder if he would still be on the Cleveland Cavaliers if he helped Kevin Love off the ground, you know, after oh. that... Uh, locker room fight yeah i heard that brian windhorse saying that jay crowder and isaiah thomas like during warm-ups would be warming up on the other side of the court from the rest of the cleveland cavaliers sure the, the fissure in the locker room was clear yeah number, number nine. nine shumpert iman yeah iman shumpert that's who it, it is two things i guess his hair when he had it his hair was pretty distracting. And just his contract his contract as well they've, they've been wanting to get out from under that thing forever Let's not forget, he also claimed that the TV show Empire created characters based on him and his girlfriend mm. and never compensated them. For Very him. distracting. And he delivered his own child right. using Beats by Dre headphone wire. Yeah. That's almost distracting because how can anyone top that? That's pretty cool. Yeah. I think the most distracting thing, though, that, that gets forgotten is after Kyrie Irving requested a trade from the Cleveland Cavaliers, Iman Shumpert requested his own trade. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Careful Good. what you wish for, though, it turns yeah. out. Sacramento is probably the only NBA city that is shittier than uh, Cleveland. Number eight is Channing Fry. Yes, just purely based on road tripping. Yeah. I mean, last year when they started road tripping, Richard Jefferson and Channing Fry, the Cavs had their first big losing streak of the season. Right. And social media was all over him, suggesting that the podcast was distracting from the team's ability to win games. And even after training camp started, the Cavs got rid of his podcast co-host to make room for LeBron's BFF, Dwayne Wade. Right. right? Four months later, Channing's gone now, too. So is Wade. Right. He's distracting because oh, yeah. when you listen to Road Trippin', any of the guests that come on the show talk about how Channing never stops talking. Right. He's in the locker room where he's on the bench. He's literally always distracting his teammates with chatter, and he's only number eight <laughs> on the most distracting nice. Cleveland Cavaliers. Nice. Okay. Number seven. Number seven. Dwayne Wade, Bob. Dwayne Wade, I got a couple ticks higher. Oh, wow. This is where I've placed J.R. Smith. Okay. You can make an argument for J.R. Smith pretty high. In his defense, he has kept his head down recently. In this season, he hasn't tweeted any pictures of porn stars' asses. He hasn't uh, shown too many pictures of his full back tattoo with hip-hop clowns with a K. He hasn't ridden a hoverboard mm -hmm. into the locker room. Unfortunately. He still takes shots when he can't even see the rim, but that's, that's JR being JR. Right. I think the fact that he's one of two LeBron teammates who's represented by Clutch Sports and also one of the two teammates whose contracts are so big they're untradeable is both, the most distracting thing about JR. Both of those represented by Clutch Sports? Right. Yeah. Number six. 
This guy's not even with the team. Yet. He's still a distraction right now. Kevin Love. Oh, wow. I guarantee you Kevin Love is still trying to figure out what fit out means <laughs> from his first season in Cleveland. He's so obviously not one of the gang, it's distracting. Since signing in Cleveland, he's been in just under 795 trade rumors now. Yeah. And counting. Right. Uh, half the players on the team got traded from Cleveland less than two weeks after the team questioned the legitimacy of Love's illness. Uh, last week, Raja Bell compared him to Matt Harpring trying to fit in on Allen Iverson's Philadelphia 76ers. One of the great all-time quotes. Love's in the top six most distracting Cleveland Cavaliers, Matt, and I'm still not sure if it's his fault or not. You know, one thing that has nothing to do with the Cavs, but I, it was fun, Kevin Love tidbit I learned this week, that, you know, he, we all know he was roommates on the road with Russell Westbrook at UCLA. Right. But apparently, uh, despite being great friends, they had one controversy about sharing a room together. Okay. Because Kevin Love likes it really cool in the room at night whereas Russell Westbrook likes it extremely warm. Okay. Um, this was actually a storyline of Curb Your Enthusiasm between uh, Larry David and, and Leon. Leon, yeah. yeah. He's, where Leon explains black people like it a lot more, I, like high I have, 80s. Yeah, I've heard this before. This is all just a long way of saying that the most distracting part about Kevin Love is he's just too damn white. <laughs> Dwayne Wade is number five. There, yeah. okay. Short of Doc Rivers giving his son nearly $40 million, the Dwayne Wade signing in Cleveland was probably one of the most predictable and eye-roll-worthy moves mm -hmm. in recent NBA history. Right. LeBron described having Wade on the team as like going to your first day of class and realizing your best friend is in the class saying, this is going to be fun. Yeah. You've well, had that experience. Sure. Was it fun? What it probably wasn't. Like, the best environment conducive to learning. Yeah. Why? Because having your best friend in the class is distracting. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if we're going to equate learning with winning, having Dwayne Wade sitting next to you is not going to be good for your geometry grade. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Right. I think J.R. Smith probably also cried a single tear every time LeBron James referred to the two of them as peanut butter <laughs> and jelly. I even saw that Wade conceded that uh, what LeBron said was true, that his heart and mind was always in Miami. Apparently this season, LeBron caught Wade a few times like checking Miami's box scores. Unacceptable. 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 How dare he? Top four most distracting Cleveland Cavaliers, and I gotta say, I've uh, I've been distracted this whole time. <laughs> Isaiah Thomas, yeah. Now you might think he could go even higher for constantly speaking out against his teammates, his coach, right? Uh, having a precipitous fall from the fifth leading MVP vote getter last year. All the way down. I don't know where all the way down is, but that's where he fell to. 
He only played 15 career games in a Cleveland Cavaliers uniform. And what what a what a 15 they were. Yeah, after that magic game or blew that 21 point halftime lead, he said, "When adversity hits, we all go our separate ways." <laughs> And of his coaches, we got to do better. We got to adjust throughout the game. They made adjustments and it worked. And we just kept hitting the same thing and we made no adjustments. And that's been one of our biggest problems all year. And they were like, about this we thing. <laughs> yeah, Ty Lu, when informed of Isaiah's critique of the Cavs coaching staff, inability to make in-game adjustments, Ty Lu said, that's not true. And even the Kevin Love fight, right? Right. He said, I didn't call him out any. So those reports that whoever is saying that, there's no bad blood between me and him. We go all the way back to fifth, sixth grade. I asked him a question where he was, and it was never clarified. That's all it was. <laughs> Just sure. wanted to see Just, yeah. the doctor's note. Yeah. You know? Just being a concerned pal. <laughs> Isaiah did have 22 points in his Lakers debut. Off the bench. Off the bench. Gah. Yeah, we were talking about that right before we, we turned this on. The guy is traded away from Boston after he keeps repeatedly saying he can't wait for the Celtics to have to back up the Brinks truck right. to keep him. And he's traded away from Cleveland when he's you know calling out teammates for being sick and coaches for their inability to coach. Gets traded from there. Before he even steps foot on the court as a Laker, him and his agent are saying, there's no way I'm coming off the bench. Yeah. I'm a starter in this yeah. league. Yeah, I guess I'll mentor Lonzo, but I'm in my prime. Mm -hmm. Whoops. <laughs> what do you bet he doesn't play for the Lakers next year? <laughs> yeah. All right, all the way to the top three. This one was close for me. I, mm -hmm. I had Derrick Rose narrowly over Isaiah Thomas. Okay. But... When you miss a couple weeks from the team, right. you know, granted he was injured, but just took a leave of absence in the middle of the season, you're, you're going to get pretty high on the most distracting to the team list. He's just distracting wherever he goes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's because he hates NBA basketball. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yet he continues to be on NBA rosters. He curses his talent every night before he goes to bed. Yeah, neither one of us could really understand what the Utah Jazz benefited from trading for Derrick Rose. But it's probably a really good thing that they cut him. Otherwise, they'd have to pay an extra guy to uh, stay on suicide watch. Yeah. Okay, the number one and two players are all that's left here. Right. Number two, most distracting to the team, Tristan Thompson. That's right. You don't procreate with a Kardashian without high billing on this list. I spent more time this week thinking about that than I should have. Uh, Just with the news that the Kylie Jenners haven't had the kid, right? I was thinking about how they're all having kids. I was like, wait, even Khloe Kardashian's having a kid with Tristan Thompson, which made me sit there and think about how is this, how, why? And then I started thinking about Chris Humphreys, and I started running down all that. It was just a big distract. It was very distracting in my head, Bob. <laughs> Yeah, during training camp, LeBron called Chloe and her reality show film crew the shit show. Yeah. Oh, the shit show has arrived. And on a team of uh, really stylishly dressed millionaires, I don't know if you've noticed, but Tristan Thompson, he's like the best dressed player on the team. Mm -hmm. He's got a lot of style now. And uh, not that I'm against fashion. You know, Thompson can wear whatever he wants. But 
he also got his reputation and arguably his contract was negotiated because he is uh, all the cliches, right? Nose to the grindstone, hustle, what they call a lunch pail player. Yes. Right? Guys who wear Gucci slides don't carry a lunch pail to work. Are they, they're not very lunch paley, is what you're trying That's to what say? That's what I'm trying to say. Okay. I got distracted and learned way too much about Khloe Kardashian and Tristan Thompson's relationship this week, too. Apparently, Brandon Jennings is the one who introduced them. Also, he's no longer in the NBA. I don't <laughs> find this a coincidence. <laughs> nice. Oh, and here's a quote from Chloe about her relationship to the Daily Mail. Quote, how lucky am I that he thinks my crazy is cute? Ugh. I'm seeing a red flag. Ugh. Red flag <laughs> oh, waving no. right there. Matt. Oh, no. Uh, throw in, of course, the most distracting thing is that he has a completely untradeable contract because LeBron leveraged his own free agency to secure him the deal with Clutch Sports. Yeah. He has paid more than Draymond Green. Yeah, I'm going to go out on a limb and guess that his Cavs teammates don't think that that's cute. They don't think that crazy is cute? Not at all. Number one, Bob. It brings us to the most distracting the to the team. person who I had rated number one in my rankings as well. Who else could it be? LeBron James. How can he not be? He's the most distracting player not only to the Cavs team, but to like five or six other teams too. <laughs> yeah. Like Julius Randle is having, you know, his own inner crisis right. because LeBron James may take his spot on the Lakers. Right. They well, actually, my first thought when they traded Nance and Clarkson, my first thought was, oh, they can re-sign Randle, but maybe they won't. They can't re-sign anybody except yeah, so new free agents. So Randall has no Randall's going to get a bunch of money, but he has no idea where. Okay, so the Lakers are distracted, which distracts the Warriors, right? The Warriors have to be distracted because of that. The Thunder have to be distracted because of that. Houston Rockets. Houston Rockets LA are distracted. Clippers. Clippers. Jerry West knows LeBron, so maybe he'll come there. Uh, do you think Ainge is distracted, or do you think anything distracts Ainge? Ainge has got a one-track mind. He's, <laughs> yeah. he's just looking for... He's looking through the injury reports of his current players to see which guy he's going to trade next. And every night he kicks his wife out of bed so he can snuggle with his sweet, sweet first-round draft picks. <laughs> it is really weird to me how LeBron is one of the best basketball players to ever live, but he often acts like Rachel McAdams in Mean Girls. <laughs> he's like the ringleader of cliques in the mm -hmm. locker room. Mm -hmm. He passive-aggressively shuns his players on the floor by not passing to guys who aren't making shots off the court he's subtweeting players he's for sure the best player in the world right now and often makes his teammates better but i'm not sure being his teammate is necessarily fun right unless you're in his click or have a contract with clutch sports you live in limbo every day on any team with lebron james yeah Next year, the Cavs could all be playing in the finals and getting extra endorsement deals from the spotlight of going so far in the playoffs, or they could be spending another cold winter in Cleveland being the supporting cast for Michael Porter Jr. <laughs> to recap yeah. on this list, the Cavs traded three of the top five most distracting to the team guys. Right, one of which they couldn't weren't going to trade, so really it's... Three of the top four. Yeah, they, they're not going to trade LeBron, right? Yeah. And six of the top ten. 
in the top 10, there's only four players that were not traded. Kevin Love is the only player in the Cavs' top 10 most distracting players that was both not traded and not represented by Clutch Sports. Man, that's more than a coincidence, I guess. I would say so. was listening to Zach Lowe and Brian Windhorst, and Brian Windhorst brought up some trivia that I wanted to pass on. This is the second trade deadline where the Cavs and LeBron have been involved in trading away six players. In 2008, the Cavs traded Shannon Brown, Drew Gooden, Larry Hughes, Cedric Simmons, Danielle Marshall, and Ira Newble. And they got back Joe Smith, Ben Wallace, second-round pick that became Danny Green, Wally Serbiak, and Delonte West. Much better haul this year, I'd say. Yeah. Every 10 years, the Cavs have to completely rebuild their team. I don't think it's a coincidence either that the players that they replace these distracting guys with are totally boring. Let's just quickly break down the boring rankings. The boring. Four. The top, the four boring guys. Yeah, I, I put in a fifth one who's only rumored to be maybe coming to the Cleveland Cavaliers here soon. That's one Kendrick Perkins. Yeah. He's by no means boring, even if he gets the, the last roster spot for his locker room influence and Instagram scowls. He's six weeks older than LeBron James. Not 60 years older <laughs> as he looks. The only guy who's been out of the league longer who got a deal this week is Emeka Okafor. Oh, yeah, that's amazing. I'm waiting for the Sacramento Kings to sign Andrew Bynum since they <laughs> yeah. cut Papa Giannis this week. But, yes, the top four most most boring guys. Uh, number four, I put Jordan Clarkson. Clarkson. He went to Coachella with Kendall Jenner and jumped over her. Also, his head is so small that it makes George Hill's head look almost normal size. <laughs> Wait, so this is he's the least boring out of all of them? Yeah. Okay. He, he dated a Kardashian. That's right. Not, not that that's interesting, but it's, it's it not, wouldn't qualify he was boring. Right. Number three, I put Larry Nance Jr., mostly because he's from Cleveland and he's excited to go to Cleveland. That's very weird. That's yeah. another red flag. That's another... Chloe Kardashian-esque <laughs> red flag right there. His dunks aren't boring. No, definitely not. But everything else about him is. So then we have the last two. Number two would be... Rodney Hood. Rodney Hood. He's a Duke player, solid role player, quietly averaged 15 a game in Utah. He smacked a cell phone out of a dude's hand earlier mm. this year, which broke a streak of being 100% boring. Yeah, uh, and the Duke connection. There's always... People will have uh, very, you know, fiery thoughts about that. Yeah, well, it's because the Duke players perform those satanic rituals every year. Yeah, yeah, that's controversial. But the number one most boring player that the Cleveland Cavaliers acquired, probably the best player that they got in the trade deadline. Old George Hill. George over the hill from, uh, from Indiana. His name is George Hill. Mm -hmm. <laughs> He's from Indiana. Slightly less boring than Bob Johnson. <laughs> no one knows what his voice sounds like. Did you, did you know that? No I, one knows. No one's ever I, don't, I, I don't either. <laughs> He's been a spur, a pacer, and a member of the Utah Jazz. Mm -hmm. He dyed his hair blonde and took $57 million from Sacramento. I think just to add a little spice controversy to his life. Yeah, but then he was too boring for Sacramento. They didn't, yeah. didn't even last a year. And a shocking turn of events. I think the Cavs have actually been more dysfunctional than the Kings this year. Uh, of course, they get a lot more national attention, so this will give George Hill a, uh, a time in the spotlight. 
What do you think the odds, like if Vegas were going to put odds on whether or not George Hill calls out Kevin Love for a fake injury or illness in the locker room? Wow, is there something less than zero? <laughs> like a thousand to one? Or... Yeah. Exactly. George Hill would never do that. So that's it. That's how, if you're not a member of Clutch Sports, you're you're probably not going to stay on the Cleveland Cavaliers if you're a distraction to the team. Yeah. That was that was fun. Let's uh, let's get into our diss of the week this week. Yo mama is so fat. I don't know if you noticed when you were at the Dallas Mavericks LA Clippers game, Dirk had his jersey and the name on his jersey misspelled. I I saw that after. I wasn't I wasn't close enough to Dirk to read the Name on the back. Yeah, D- Dirk said in the post-game locker room, I had no idea, no idea. I guess it happens. I usually look at my jersey. I guess it kind of sums up our season. Oh, man. A little self-diss there self-diss. To, the, to the Mavericks. I saw that the Cavaliers played the Atlanta Hawks this past week. And the Hawks, you know, just like the Lakers chanted for Paul George, we want Paul. The Hawks fans chanted at Tristan Thompson at the free throw line, LeBron will leave you. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't think it necessarily contributed to Tristan Thompson missing both free throws, yeah. which he did because he's a bad free throw shooter. <laughs> I don't know if that's tampering or not. Maybe that's tampering. LeBron will leave you? Uh, the Clippers beat the Pistons in Detroit on Friday. Yeah. Ending the winning streak that Blake Griffin had. Tobias Harris was asked about beating his former team. He said, quote, it's like seeing your ex-girlfriend for the first time with her new man, and you've got a new girl. Damian Lillard, I couldn't tell, but I think Damian Lillard took a shot at Kobe Bryant this week. I, I wouldn't put it past him. He had 50 points in 29 minutes, and he said, I'd rather have 50 in 29 minutes with some character than go out there and chase 60. Oh, man. I, Ouch. Yeah, you would think maybe it would go after Westbrook or someone that's come after you recently, man. What did Kobe ever do? Uh, the top of NBA Reddit at 6.45 Pacific time, right after the trade deadline. This involves a the newest member of the Phoenix Suns, Matt. The headline said, Don't let the huge trades distract you from the fact that Alfred Payton tweeted yesterday, quote, If you ain't good, you gone. Oh. And was subsequently traded for a second-round pick. <laughs> Whoops. But all those disses pale in comparison to this week's winner of the Diss of the Week. This week, the Flat Earth Society tweeted, The Flat Earth Society has members all around the globe. (laughs) SciTech Universe replied to that, Say that again, but slowly. (laughs) That's this week's Diss of the Week. That's good. (laughs) Yeah, that was a good one. On the next episode... Of Brick House. We're packing our bags for the extended all-star break. Hoping to get a picture of me, Matt Baker, and some of the almighty baller gang on a banana boat together somewhere. Yeah, why we don't have to pack our bags because it's here. Oh, wait, no, we're getting out of town. Yeah, yeah, got to get down to the Bahamas. Football season's over, Matt. It's okay to download our podcast now, world. I, <laughs> I don't know what you've been waiting for. Let basketball consume you. If you're feeling really crazy, maybe even write us a review on iTunes. And we'll talk to you next week on the next episode of Brick House.